Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode. I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys are having a great day. I mean, lately for us, it's been pretty warm. I mean, we've been in the high 90s and even a couple of days we're over 100. And today is just going to be one of those warm days. Um, lucky for us, it's under 90. But yeah, so it's been really rough because it's getting warm like by 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. And it does not cool down until like 3 o'clock the next morning. So it's been crazy warm. But anyway, um, something that's been going through my mind lately has been, does God speak to us? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there is a lot of issue with a lot of progressive Christians, especially celebrity Christians, who use the phrase like, God spoke to me excuse me, spoke to me this morning and he wanted me to let you know about A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Or you hear, you know, in past, there's been like those cultish type leaders who say, you know, the Lord told me that all of you would have to give me all of your money and we're going to go and move to this area and we're going to be a, a commune that's away from the world and therefore this is the plan. <clears throat> so the issue is, that that mindset has also kind of clouded the perspective if God does speak to us. Because I, I was brought up in like in high school and a little bit into my probably about 22, where I was very heavily influenced by the Baptist church that I went to. And many Baptist churches take on the stance that the, all the gifts do not exist. Well, not all the gifts, I should say. Certain gifts do not exist. But they also have a stance where um, the only way God speaks to us is through God's word. Now, as much as I do agree with that, God's word does speak to us because it is God's word. I still have to ask the question, then what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Because there was many times where, you know, I'd use the phrase God spoke to me and maybe... I need to not use that. And I have been kind of changing it to God impressed onto me because I don't want that view thrown on me that I'm being progressive because that's not what I'm trying to do. I don't believe God just speaks to me and I don't believe the Holy Spirit interacts just with me. I think he does it with everybody. I think he speaks to everybody and reaches out to everybody. Now, if you ask the question, how come I've never heard him? How come I've never? It's, it may not be that you've not heard him. It's just that what you were, your expectation of what what hearing was supposed to be is what you were looking for, but you didn't find it. So I found verses that kind of support both perspectives. So like Hebrews 1, it states in 1, long ago, at many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After, oops, excuse me, after, wrong verse. After making pur pur purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, 
having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. So taking that verse, I can outright say, yeah, you know, it's basically saying that Jesus was the final word of the of it. That's it. So whatever is written in scripture, that that's that's it. Um, and I can even take on John one, where it says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was whoops, excuse me, was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that was that has been made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So, that's also implying that Jesus is is the Word." so therefore we can say just on these verses soundly period that only God's word speaks to us and that's it then the question has come back to me once again what is the Holy Spirit's purpose so there is a section in John 16 and it states this I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. Now I'm going to him who sent me and none of, uh, none of you asked me, where are you going? So this is Jesus talking to the disciples, telling them that he's going to be going, you know, in their perspective, they were kind of hoping Jesus would last many, many, many years and be teaching him for a very long time. But we know the story that Jesus had a purpose. He came to be the sacrifice. He did teach truth and he did teach what the gospel was supposed to be, right? Verse six, because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. So now, now you know, he told them, hey, this is what's going to happen to me, and they're sad. That means he's not going to be there much longer. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage I go away. Or if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, okay? Helper is the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send him to you, talking about the Holy Spirit, And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father. And you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Okay? Verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So... Right there, it states to me, I mean, I'm not reading it wrong. It says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. So therefore, Jesus is not teaching everything. In verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Okay, so the argument that can be done here is that, well, yeah, because the New Testament Bible was not written out yet, and therefore the Holy Spirit spoke everything that needed to be said. Okay, as much as I can agree with that, Yes, I don't think we're supposed to be adding anything to scripture because it's very clear that you're not supposed to. I mean, 
that's not what it's saying here. It's not really talking about the fact of Bible being done. Okay, it's talking about that he's he's going the Holy Spirit's going to be there to speak. Because like we can go back, and now we can go look at Revelation. And it says in Revelations twenty two twelve, "Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done." I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, which I love that. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and go through the gates into the, into the city. Um, because it says in verse 18, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of the scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to the that person the plagues described in this in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from the scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life in the holy city which described in the scroll. He who testifies these things says, "Yes, I am coming soon." Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. Be with God's people. Amen. So, we need to be careful how we're taking this. It is talking about the prophecy of the scroll. So, personally, when we're talking about prophesying in this, it is prophesying and hearing God speak are not the same thing. Okay? We need to clarify that one. So, if any any prophet who speaks adding to what, is in revelations to what's going to happen at the end that doesn't like basically if it doesn't fit what's being spoken in revelations then that's what these verses are speaking to okay but at the same time we also got to understand that god's word and how it's written and the way it's written and the way it's been protected for all of all these years, decades, 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 and decades, centuries of protection, God is protecting his word. And if we don't believe that, then you can't say you believe the Bible 100%. And if you don't believe the Bible is 100% true, then where is your faith in? Like, what do you believe is God's truth? So there's a lot of different things in there, but we're, we're mostly going to talk about God speaking to us. So Looking at these different verses, it clearly states to me that the Holy Spirit still has a purpose. There's something about the Holy Spirit's job today to speak to us. Now, that being said, the question is, does the Holy Spirit speak to us orally, or does the Holy Spirit impress unto us okay i think there's a difference between the two i think we need to be careful when we use god spoke to me because it's holy spirit that speaks to us not necessarily god speaking to us directly okay so you start having someone who's saying that you know yesterday i was walking with god and we were talking and we joked around and he laughed and it's starting to sound like you know a little bit and you have to wonder same thing if someone says that, you know, hey, you know, Jesus and I were, you know, I was sitting there drinking my scotch and 
I had put one for him and we were talking. Those are things that, you know, I would start wondering, go, okay, what's going on here? Because there is part in scripture where it tells us to, anytime we we feel impressed by, well, the phrasing is by spirits to do something, what are we supposed to do? Okay. In scripture, it directs us to go to scripture. It directs us to pray and it directs us to ask God to clarify the Holy Spirit. Okay. So the question is, if you're getting in this, this thought in your mind, a saying that you need to divorce your wife, you know, the, I think, and then you start saying, yeah, I think God's telling me to divorce my wife. No. Because if you know your scripture, you know that God does not take light in divorce. You start feeling in your heart that, you know, I, I need to just sell all my things and I need to join this commune and give all this money to this guy because he seems to be a prophet of God. That's not the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Because Paul warns us over and over and over again to watch out for false teachers and watch out for false prophets. Watch out for wolves in sheep's clothing. It's a constant state of being aware, discernment. Okay. Jesus wasn't going to be able to stay on earth forever. He was a human body. His body was going to die, but he also had a purpose. And so the Holy Spirit was sent on his behalf because there's still more to teach. So that means even you and I, every day, we're still growing. We're still trying to learn more about who God is, what the scriptures mean, what it means to be a Christian today. Because if we were to say, okay, how do we deal with things that are going on in today's culture? Well, there's nothing in scripture that talks about progressive Christianity. There's nothing in scripture that talks about new age Christianity. There's nothing in scripture that talks about the word homosexual. There's nothing in scripture that talks about um, watching pornography through the computer. Okay. It doesn't have those specific phrasings and words are not in scripture, but it does have understanding of what sin is. It has an understanding of what to watch out for false teaching. It has understanding of what it means to be a man of God. It tells you what it means between a, man, a marriage between a man and a woman. That's it. No other gender, no other way of system of marriage. That's it. Man and woman, period. It's clearly, it teaches us understanding of truth. Okay. That's when, when I say you need to know your truth. That is truth. Okay, an absolute truth means there's nothing that can break it or unbind it. It is actual truth. So it is wrong to steal. It is wrong to have sex with someone that you're not married to. It is wrong to be in adultery. It is wrong to be, be an active homosexual. It is wrong to think on a woman or a man in a sexual way. It is, there's, there's absolute truth in scripture. Okay? It is wrong to get angry and to sin. It, it, there, there's all this stuff is in scripture. So scripture itself was not written for, wasn't written during our time, but it does not mean that is irrelevant. It does not mean it has no value because it has absolute truths in it. So we take that knowing that, okay, we're not supposed to look upon a woman with bad thoughts and sexual thoughts. That means looking at pornography is wrong. It's that simple. Well, you know, I, we don't have enough money to have an apartment, you know, by ourselves. So we figured since we're going to get married, we should live. No, 
one of you goes home, lives with your parents, you find roommates. You don't live together. Yeah, but we could say it doesn't matter. Just because you could save money doesn't mean it's right. Doing something good doesn't mean that it's a right thing to do. Because it is good to save money. But not to compromise morality or absolute truth. That that doesn't make it right. But we're but the, you know, homosexuals really love each other and like so does pedophiles. They love kids. Doesn't make it right. Love, the word love is not necessarily a positive word if the theology and the philosophy behind it is wrong. So when God is speaking to us, he is always going to be speaking truth from his scripture. When his Holy Spirit impresses onto us, it is going to be based on scriptural stuff. So if you're hearing something that doesn't match up to scripture, then that is not God speaking to you. If you hear a person who calls himself a prophet is not speaking truth, then they are not a prophet of God. If you hear a pastor who's speaking, who says they're speaking truth, but it doesn't match the scriptures, they are a false pastor or false teacher. If you have someone that's jumping in your church trying to steer the church in a direction that doesn't match up with scripture, then they are not of God. It is very simplistic in how we got to look at this. But it's also, we need to be very cautious. I'm back to you after this commercial. So we've been talking about, does God speak to us? So there is clarity in scripture. Like we, I, like I mentioned just before the commercial that there is false teaching. There is false prophets. There is false spirits that are trying to steer us away from truth. If the Holy spirit is impressing onto you something that you're supposed to be doing is because he is basing it off the truth. Because I could tell you is for my personal self, I've had the Holy Spirit tell me to go talk to someone. I felt the Holy Spirit impress on me to turn around and I saw a member of, of the church I was at who was crying. And I went over to her and I asked, what is going on? And she opened up. And now we have a really good friendship that has going to last a lifetime because I took the time to impact her life. And then my wife also helped out and she got to see God do amazing things, not because of me, but because I was willing to get by her side, help her get back on her feet with Christ. And then she did all the rest of the work. It was between her and the Holy Spirit and God. And she is a strong woman for it. But I can't say that wasn't the Holy Spirit who made me or impressed onto me to turn around because I wasn't, I didn't notice that she was crying at first. I didn't notice that she was still sitting there. But as I was talking to someone else, I just felt this, it was kind of like a, like a sense inside of me to turn. I didn't hear something come next to my ear and say, Dina, look over there. I didn't hear that. All I felt was a presence, like, like the Holy Spirit in me kind of turn turn me or get get me to turn enough to notice her and then I just felt like the, the Holy Spirit kind of pushed me to go. Let's go. 
And that's not the only time. There's been many other times. Like, I met my wife. At first, no, I didn't know she was the one. I didn't, you know, we were just getting to know each other. And she even said that she wasn't going to talk to me ever again. And it had nothing to do with what I said. But a week later, she said that she could, she felt something tell her to not do that, but to, to continue talking with me. You know, and after a while, I knew that she was the one. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me she was the one. But then when I told people that's what was going on, I had my one friend who said that God doesn't talk to you that way. God does not speak. He only speaks to God's word. And I said, I, I absolutely disagree. Because I truly felt the Holy Spirit tell me she is the one. You know, and, you know, my wife and I have been married 10 years. And the last four years were pretty rough. You know, with a lot of things that had happened. But she and I are on, like, we're a team. And as we said, do this church plant, you know, we're on the same boat and we're both looking at the same thing and we're seeing the same stuff that we want to see in the church. Okay? So was I wrong? Did I not hear the Holy Spirit impress on me to to say that she was the one? I don't think so. And there's been other times that the Holy Spirit has given me discernment, especially with the youth, when they try to lie, um, when they try to like hide the truth. I could tell that they were lying, and I would just, I feel the Holy Spirit just like kind of press on me to keep pushing on them on something. And I did. And there's times when I'm preaching, you know, like we talk about how the pastor should have the Holy Spirit in him when he's preaching, right? We always say, you know, oh man, the whole, you know, we, we hear pastors pray, you know, remove my voice holy spirit you know use me that's the same concept you know holy spirit speaking through a pastor when he's preaching is okay but god can't the holy spirit can't speak to us on our own in our own walk like that doesn't make sense to me so a lot of times i do think the holy spirit speaks i just don't think he's gonna like verbally speak out loud and his audible voice in the way that we think like you know like cartoons or in movies where it's like that but the holy spirit does speak to us it's an impression in us and like i've had some people tell me they hear like a voice and it's always on one side but it's always biblical because it always matches a scriptural perspective and that's where i think testing of the spirits is important you need to know that you are praying and you're seeking out God, you're learning the scriptures, you know the truth. So once again, if what you're hearing or impressed or hearing impressed upon you does not fit the scriptures, then it's not of God. So if you're feeling the spirit saying, oh, well, you know, we got to be more emotional in our worship. We got to stop talking about sin so much because it's going to offend people. That's not scriptural. And that is not of God. Because the gospel message is about talking about sin, confronting about sin. It's very vital that we share about sin. That's the whole gospel message is to tell people, hey, you are going to go to hell unless you accept what Jesus has done for you. And you repent, turning from your sin. It's a big deal. 
if you start feeling this spirit presence or supposedly God telling you that, well, we need to be more progressive. We need to be more accepting of things that are around us because we're not supposed to be hated by everybody. That's not truth. The scripture even tells you that people, the world's going to hate you because they hate me, which he was talking about Jesus. You know, he's saying, because they hate me, they're going to hate you. So the idea is that these these people of the world are not supposed to love us. We're not supposed to fit in. We're not supposed to be so loving that they came and tell the difference between someone who's of the world and someone who's a Christian. But it also does not mean that we go running around being mean and aggressive and condemning without showing some grace, some mercy in, 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 in all of that. But it also shows to me that the Holy Spirit will continue to teach. That is something that I have learned in all these years. Every mistake I've made, sins I've done, falling apart, feeling like nothing, being at the bottom of the barrel, struggling with some sins, being angry, wanting revenge, seeking out, you know, that, you know, saying, I'm done with Christianity, I'm tired of it, and just start acting any way you want to act. I've done all that. One thing that was amazing is how the Holy Spirit speaks to us, how it reaches out to us, how it guides us. Like one commentary had the phrasing in here that rather the Spirit will speak, guides, and declares. That influence can be resisted or even ignored. Saved believers, even men like the apostles, can be wrong about spiritual matters. Discipleship from the Christians and the use of the written word. See, the understanding is that the Holy Spirit can impress onto you to do something. And it can be very biblical because you've you've checked, you understood, and you've recognized. But you can ignore it. I mean, it even talks about in Scripture that you can basically... I think the word is oppress the spirit. And it saddens it. Saddens him, I should say. Because that means you're ignoring God's word. That's why I think there's a lot more passive Christians, a lot more um, watered down Christians that don't, like they, they live the quote unquote good life. But they're really not walking in truth, not true followers. I mean, they won't even speak up against sins anymore because they don't want to offend the crowd. So we have more Christians that accept wrong and, and under the umbrella of love instead of confronting it. This is why I think discipleship, like what I've been talking about with discipleship, is very vital, very important. It's not a program that you follow or a checklist system that you follow. It's a brotherhood, a sisterhood. It's a community, a body of Christ coming together to be there for one another, to encourage one another, to build up one another, to help one another. Like it even tells us, do not 
sit there and just watch, basically don't watch people go to hell and not say anything. You should, especially to your brother and sister in Christ. Do you know how many I think today who call themselves Christians aren't? Because they still, when they, when they accepted supposedly Christ in that moment, they never repented to, of all their sin that they knew they had issues with. Like they didn't feel guilty about it. Because in their minds, it's the normal. And then how much of that is also because the church didn't say anything. The pastor didn't preach about it. There's so much that we don't realize that by us being quiet, silent, that when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, we don't listen. We miss out. And doors close and opportunities are lost because we didn't tell someone about the truth because we'd rather be more loving versus being biblical. I want you guys to think about it this the rest of this week. Does the Holy Spirit speak to you? And are you listening? Are you listening to that impression into in, in you where he is speaking truth into you, showing you truth? Because when you study it, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you understanding. That's the difference between an unsaved person and a Christian. Because an unsaved person does not have the Holy Spirit, a Christian does. So even though a, whole, an, 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 a non-believer can read the scriptures, memorize it, and know it, it doesn't make them an expert about it because they don't have the Holy Spirit to help them understand it. Think about that. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, I thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your love, your mercy. I thank you for sending your son. Thank you for your son teaching. And I thank you for the apostles and for what they have done to start the, the church and what they've done to share the truth. They're just human like us and they did make mistakes and they did misinterpret. They also were guided by your Holy Spirit, and they did show when they had to repent. Like, we know Paul struggled with his flesh and his spirit. It shows us that he was a human just like us, and he still made mistakes. But Lord, if, there, if the Holy Spirit is impressing on people, anybody who's listening today, about truth, understanding, and clarity, that they listen. And then they also test to make sure it is of the Spirit of God and not of this world eaten on the enemy. That it's not just their mind thinking about what they think it should be. It should all be reflected back to scripture. It should be an absolute truth behind it. So I pray, Lord, that you move any of the men today that they get their hearts right and they walk in truth. Not follow their own selfish desires, their own flesh. And I, I just want to pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys be blessed and have a great day.